Well, g'day, this is Peter, and welcome to another Petten Podcast. It's a bit of a dull, cloudy day up here in North Queensland, a bit of rain coming in. But I got asked a question this week uh, by a couple of people. In fact, they sort of said, how do you sell this business that you're in? And I thought, well, that's, that's probably a pretty basic question, but how do you know the business actually works? And how do you know that people want it? So I decided to go looking where I would go and find a business. So I thought, let's go and look at business, uh, businesssell.com.au, which is on the website. And that's where most people are going to, to come down and find a business. And I thought, okay, what, what attracts me in the ad? Which is the first thing. I mean, if you're coming looking for a business, there's, there's something that you're looking for. Some people, and I'm just on the front page now, some people will be governed by how much money it costs. Not how much money they're going to earn, but how much it'll cost. Some people are governed by what they know, or maybe what they've seen on TV, or they might have seen, you know, gyms, franchises, and all those sort of things. Some of them will be governed to the industry they're in, like there's one here with portable buildings. So if you're a carpenter or a builder, maybe that can be something you'd be looking for. I saw one ad which I liked the line of. There was a terrific photo on it, which is a, a lady lined up with two cheaters. And the headline, the headline was, do you enjoy winning being a leader and making a difference? And I thought, what a powerful headline. So... I thought that's going to be a great headline for my business because that's what we're after. That's what, that's what we're trying to find in people. Do you want to do you enjoy winning, being a leader and making a difference? And do you want to show other people how to do the same? Now, that is my idea of finding those people who have that. Then I looked at the price and thought, wow, that is 89000 89000 for this business. And I thought, well, we're very comparable, even at the top range. We're under 50. I thought, well, that's, that's going to be good. But then I thought, okay, how do you know that business is going to work for you? Short answer, you don't. You buy a business that you, that you find some connection with. You buy a business that's either going to show you how to become a very successful business owner. And, and in relation to the one I'm mentioning, it's a business where Brian Tracy sells a lot of his training programs. And he's an amazing author, an amazing businessman. And I've read so many of his books that the reality is if you're connected to that business training, he would probably be the person you'd go after. That's the first thing. Your first visual thing is what are you interested in? Some people will hit the top here and they'll go, wow, 3500 a week is what I can earn. What do I earn now? So they measure it all up as to what they're going to earn. I want to earn that. And I find no problem with that. 12000 a month, give you 100000 a year. You've bought a job. You're in control of it, but in a way you've bought a job. Now, they don't state in this home building portable business how much the price is, so you would have to go and find out. The other thing you would have to go and find out with all of these businesses is go and look between the lines. 
What does it take to actually make what they say they can make? Now, as a rule, as a franchise, you have no rules other than theirs. So you're going to have to be very careful buying into a franchise. You could have territory rules, you could have marketing rules, and you could have marketing content rules. I know with our own business, we have a compliance team that makes sure that none of us deviate too much from the message that we want to deliver. And I think that's amazing because we're around the world in 107 countries, we need to make sure that compliance team's flat out because there's different rules in the UK, there's different rules in Australia, there's different rules in New Zealand and the US and all the other countries we're in. So they're on to all the rule changes. And it was only about six months ago where we had to update all of the websites, which was all free in our organisation. But I know of three other franchises that had, had to update theirs and it cost them $20,000 to update it. So make sure whatever business you're selecting, they're actually going to look after you here. So when you've paid the 50 or 60 or 80 or 90 or $100,000 to join this business, make sure that they are giving you the whole thing and they don't have a little side saying, well, yeah, go and work out your own marketing, go and set up your own payment system, go and set up this, go and set up that. So you're going to make, they're the secondary parts of the business that you've got to have a look at. But I think one of the major parts of any business, doesn't matter what it is, what solution is it offering? Now, if we go back to the, the business sell page, it's pretty evident that, you know, portable buildings, the solution is you're offering buildings that are portable to people in maybe fly in, fly out. So you know there's a market. You know that with Brian Tracy's, he's teaching about business coaching, how to get business people unstuck from their mindset to their business, from their business to the profit to the wealth. So you know there's going to be a percentage of people who want that. You know um, if you're into technology and all those new global franchise things, you know there's a market there because technology is king today and you need to have that. You've got another one here where house services, where they do guttering and commercial cleaning and all those things. You know there's a service because some people just can't get up there, aren't capable of getting up there. Right? So you can look through the whole shebang and understand what service is most needed. You know, what's missing in your town? What's missing in your community? It could be that there's no local water vending machine, which is a new craze at the moment, 25,000, and you've got a water business. We set up a water business on one of the islands off North Queensland with a ute and just an esky in the back. Very simple business model. We put free sunscreen on the back, so everyone can use it while they're walking around and they get a bottle of water, two bottles of water, $3 each. Two for six, pretty simple. They come in, we have the pay wave, job done, move on. So you can, and it was needed because they're walking around the island, it gets hot and sticky up here in the north. So all of a sudden they go, where's that water truck? We didn't even name it. We named it the water truck because... That's what everyone called it. 
So make sure whatever your business you're looking for is needed in that area. Probably over on the island, I'm not sure a um, business coaching would take off. It would maybe for one or two, but your audience is going to be small. So you have to make sure you understand whatever you're selecting in your little country town, in your little suburb, or in your big city. People want it, want it, and they need it to improve their life. The other thing... um, I think which is really clear you have to understand, and I have nothing against franchises, except be really clear <laughs> that you know all the rules and what you are paying in the franchise. Some franchises, and this is not to bully franchises, because when we set up our Dingo uh, Mini Digger franchise, we discovered that there's so many ways that we can add the cost onto the person who wants to buy the franchise. And that's when we changed it and said, no, we don't want that. We want, when these people buy this business, that they can go to work. We'll teach them how to must, to uh, market. We'll teach them how to get inquiry. We'll teach them through a script how to speak. But here's the one lesson that I learned about setting up your own franchise. You want to make sure those people want to do the job. See, a lot of people come from a business. They come from a, 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 a job-type scenario thinking they'll get into business and then all of a sudden everything's going to change. And sometimes it does. Most of the time, you have a learning curve. One of the things we did with our Digger Up franchise was We tried to cut that learning curve, but what we couldn't cut was people not wanting to drive the machine. They just wanted to hire it out. They didn't want to drive it. So there was a big market on its own where instead of coming up to a new client and saying, and you're brand new and saying, listen, I'm new at this, I'm going to do this first section for you for this price and the second section for this price or just to get your foot in the door with a builder, do a freebie here and there, they wouldn't do it. So consequently, as operators themselves, they didn't get good at it. They just didn't get good at it. And then in an industry that's very competitive, the building and and, uh, landscaping, they want you in there for one hour, and one hour you've got to do a hell of a lot of work. And I discovered when I was operating these, before we turned it into a franchise, I was there all the time. To get started when I first went to North Queensland, on a Friday afternoon where they were doing all the building over in Fairfield Waters, I would go in with my machine, flatten it out, pick everything up so it was spotless. So there'd be six or seven houses and that's how I got my ticket in the door. You have to go and step and do something outside of of being paid to get through with some of these. So make sure that... You're able to do that, but still not get ripped off. In our case, the Dingo Digger franchise never worked because people just wanted to hire them out. They didn't want to operate them. Now, that's something I just didn't get. We ended up having 13 different franchises, and within five years, I bought all the machines back because they didn't work. They didn't want to work. So make sure when you select a franchise, you actually want to work it. Just remember, if you're, um, I'm looking at another one here where they're a barista. Sometimes you've got to go to where the people are. They're not going to come and chase you. 
You're going to have to get off your bum and get over there. You'll see some of the uh, Cafe to Go guys, they literally park outside of schools. They've got their own little uh, app system using WhatsApp to say, listen, we're coming in, and they spread around and get the message out. There's lots of ways you can do it, but you've got to make sure that do you want to serve coffee seven days a week, every morning, every lunch, and every smoker? Do you actually want to drive around and do that? Because one of the big things with coffee vending, especially car machines, they get a bit of tendonitis holding the cup at a different angle. So there's little things you need to go and check out, and it doesn't matter which um, which, which um, organisation it is. A f- good friend of mine set up a, a car move, a house moving business with just little box trailers. So he'd come in with the boxes, supply the boxes, put them in this trailer, and just for overnight, he would then pa- park them in this big shed. Now, the interesting thing was, it was a very, very lucrative uh, franchise for him, and he ended up selling it on but it was very expensive for the end user. And when he sold it on, he sold it to another company who then put the price up and then the franchise ended. So you gotta make sure what your price is of your franchise, that people want it, they're willing to pay for it, and that you're not bringing in B-grade customers. And we all start with B-grade customers because we're so attached to that sale, we have to have it. I will push over the line to get it and push mountains to get it and then all of a sudden the next time that customer comes back he is going to want the same discount Dan routine. So set a standard. You don't always have to offer discounts. Offer something different and I'll give you an example. When we first started the Digger Up franchise we uh, had bought this aerator system. So I went, we were working in this one, yard, one area over at Annandale and I knocked on about 20 homes to see whether I could give them a free demonstration of what our aerating machine did. Now this one um, Pakistani doctor led us in. We went over the back part of the yard and uh, he was very happy with it. And I said, look, if you want it done later on, there's no need to do it for another 90 days. Every person that we knocked on because of his recommendation, we ended up doing the yard 90 days later. So just remember, your work you do today doesn't actually mean you're going to be paid today. The little free service may mean goodwill later on. Now, the other thing will happen too. If you come in and you stuff the whole show up, probably won't get you back. But you learn those things. The other thing that I think a lot of people should understand when they're looking for online businesses, whether they're on online or or whether they're uh, um, just selling an ebook affiliate system is is does the program is the program tangible? Is the program going to really help someone? And how hard is that program to market in the marketplace? Now, one of the things I learned about marketing a home business is a lot of our clientele are job owners. They've got a job and they're looking for that transition to go into something else. One of the dramas we have all the time is being able to put an ad on a job board because they don't want us on those. They just want employers to employee. They don't want business owners because ultimately if the uh, person reading the ad grabs it 
and starts, well, they've lost an employee. So you want to make sure that when you're doing your advertising, on whether it's a franchise, whether it's an online business, whether it's just a standard bricks and mortar business, that you can advertise it where the people are. Now, you've got sites like Business Seller, uh, you've got businessforsale.com, you've got a lot of those guys. But what happens, and we've all done this when we've been an online marketer, where you've used all your money up and you can't actually put that money on that very expensive advertising platform. What do you do? Well, social media has made it very easy. You can advertise on Facebook. You can advertise on Twitter. You can advertise on LinkedIn. You can advertise on Instagram. But one of the greatest things when you're advertising is educate and inspire and entertain. Don't sell. Don't try and keep selling your great muffin down someone's throat, especially if he likes oranges. He's probably not going to buy it. If you can educate, entertain and inspire a person to move, they will generally buy without you and your really good marketing hype. And one of the things that you'll find on Facebook, especially doing Facebook ads, there are people looking for new opportunities. Your words, your pictures, how bold everything is, stands out. And if you watch someone on a phone, they're flying through the phone until one picture grabs their attention. And you need to be able to have that boldness. Like this businesscell.com website, the one picture on here that grabbed my attention, which I think is an absolute perler, is the two cheaters lined up and a, and a girl lined up who wants to be a winner. So straight away, my eyes have gone to that ad and gone, wow, I like that. So your first focus, if you're not getting any results in your business, whether you're advertising, it's because your picture sucks. It does nothing. And then if your headline doesn't do anything, there's 80% of that marketing gone. Absolutely gone. So I suppose one of the other options that we all look for when we go and select a business or go looking for something new is how readily available is it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do on Amazon, and we've marketed on Amazon with our own product, not with someone else's. Oh, we do with a set of glasses, but, um, you know, if you're looking at importing stuff from, uh, from China and doing the, the Chinese sort of thing, how easy is it for you? What do you have to learn? Who can teach you that? Is the person that you're going to buy this business off actually going to teach you or are they just going to refer you to someone else? So you want to make sure you look behind the line. Who's educating you on this? And if that franchisee, uh, franchise owner rather, has uh, all the skills, have they actually made any money using this product or are they just following a pattern of things that they've done over the time? I mean, one of the great features of our business is I worked with Shane and Rach for a good 10 years in July this year. They have not changed the way they see the business. They have not hyped marketers whatsoever. And their message is the same. We want energetic, motivated people who want to change their life. 
who have an interest in personal development, who want to learn how to wealth build. And our platform allows us to earn big money quickly. But one of the other parts of our business is we want to show you how to make big money, make more money, because that is wealth building. Having just a straight business and working for cash is great. You're happy because you're working on your own, but unless it's making you money so you're building that second, third, fourth level tier of wealth, it's not going to work for you. And you need to make sure the business you select has a good upfront profit so one, you can actually advertise on it and two, you can do some investing with it because if it's only just breaking even, you might as well pack it up and try something different because you'd be better off with a job. Which is why one of the reasons when we select people, we want them to have a bold gold over 100,000. If you're under 100,000 or just on 100,000, I can see why people say they want 80, especially if they've earned 30, it'd be double, and their life will change. But in this business, we're wanting something that's going to be 150, 300, 400, because that's the capacity we can earn. You know, there's, there's something amazing about knowing, I use a specific formula for my own organisation that it works to be 18, 32, 40, 10. 18% is for any debt structure or any investment we want to do. 32% is for the wages. 50% is to run the business. <coughs> and 10% is for the emergencies that just go wrong. Now, I'm excited that my whole organisation runs on 40%. And whenever I look at a business and I go to work out what they believe it can do, I use that formula. Now, it's not the formula everyone else uses, but it has worked for me over the last 10 years. It allows me to always have that money available. So every bit that comes in gets drafted up. Now, here's the, here's the disclaimer. When you first start using this formula for the first three or four sales, it's bloody hard because you have to be disciplined. And in, I still remember the first time I heard it, and it's a Robert Kiyosaki formula, so it's not directly mine. I might have changed the uh, percentages a bit just to fit in with what we're doing, but it's his idea. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if anyone hasn't read that book, I would suggest you go and read it because it's a fountain of information. But when you go to start it, you have to change a few things around. You have to change a few ideals. And that'll be the same as when you, change, when you get into a business. It's not just you turn up to go to work. When, traditionally, when you go to a business, you turn up, things will go wrong. You know, something will break down. We all know what happens when the internet fails to kick into gear and everything has to go back to the old school. People panic. I mean, old school, we learn to add up in our head. Today, they can't add up in their head at all. So just remember, the challenge of running a business doesn't have to be the pressure. That's just what it is. It's the nature of the beast. And, and finally, look, I think when you go to select a business, make sure, make sure that it's in alignment with your core values, what you believe. You know, profit is amazing. You always want profit, but there's something better when you know you're in alignment with your own values. You know, if you're going to be respectful and authentic and, and 
and be there to show people a better way and spend that time with them. Show that sort of leadership in your business. Show it in yourself first. Because you've got to have that yourself. And I think the final thing is take, take ownership of everything that's happened in the past and take ownership of everything that's going to happen now. Don't dip your toe in the water because that's the best recipe to go broke. It's the best recipe to struggle. Own your business even when you make a mistake. Own it. Yep, I stuffed up. I thank you very much. Here's a free cup of coffee. Or here's some, you know, something to, to add a bit of goodwill. But I mean, there's nothing more amazing like going into business. It's, and I always love it. I've had a few people that I've rung who inquired about my business and they didn't start. They decided later on they found another business. I was so happy for him because small business runs the world. So many, so many people work for small businesses and it's a great thing to give back to your community. So that's our tips for the day on choosing a business and which one you want. Take your time. You'll see online marketers and you'll see all sorts of really crafty people try and put the scarcity rule into you and saying, oh, if you don't buy it now, well, you know, you'll miss out. And I don't know how many agents do the same thing when they're trying to sell a house. Take your time until you're clear on what you want. And probably one of the... Uh, this, is, this is a tip I don't do a lot of anymore. I used to. I don't take much notice of reviews because some people just write reviews to get paid so they can generate an income online. One of the things that I did when I started doing the dingo stuff, I went straight to the supplier and spoke to him and said, how can I help you create a business with me buying the plant? I didn't worry about going to Tommy down at the store or Jody over here or listening to even my parents who said, oh, it'll never work. And they were very happy to say, we told you so. Go and find the real information out. Make your own decision. If it feels right and it's in alignment with your core values, then make a decision. But if you're sitting there going, oh, I should, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, probably not the right one. But that's our tip for today. Um, unfortunately, I'm meant to be going over to Phuket, but that fell well and truly over this week because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get out of having to shear sheep. Uh, one of our managers left unexpectedly. So I'll be heading out west. I'm not sure whether I'll get a podcast in next Thursday. I'll certainly try. Hopefully in the shearing shed will be really nice. And um, we will catch up with everyone next week. Have a great week. Make sure you check, choose the business that's in alignment with your core goals. Have an amazing week. Cheers.